0: What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, coming to you with the same intro every week. Does it get redundant, Michelle? Do we? I mean, I kind of love it. This is this is how we kick things off every week. Yeah,
1: not for me. I'm just honestly amazed at how you have the consistency to make it sound exactly the same every week. So people should know that Kate literally does the the intro every week, brand new. It's not a loop. We don't use the same no, one. It's, it's Kate not. every week, bringing her a game.
0: I always, I always get a little bit worried because what if one, like when the world goes back to normal, right? Like we're all, we're starting to go places, do things. We're going to start being more hungover and we're also going to (laughs) start going to shows and start screaming at the top of our lungs with joy and singing along. What if I have a hoarse voice? Then what happens? Is my career in podcasting over? What yeah, Do you I mean, have to do the intro? How do I we can't, do that?
1: I can't do the intro. The intro can only be done by you. Therefore, you have to be a responsible podcaster, and you can't, <laughs> you can't ruin your voice, or else there is no podcast. No well, one's tuning in to see our faces. They're only yeah, hearing us.
0: That's true. That's true, and God knows why. But, but this week <laughs> is a very important week because we are through the AFC conference breakdowns the last four weeks Michelle and today we are pivoting on this momentous Friday into the NFC South so we're going right back into it we're uh, we're halfway through every conference in the NFL um how excited are you for this particular conference Michelle
1: I mean, look, we've covered 16 teams already. We have 16 more to go, which just makes me feel excited on the inside. I love that we're switching gears to the NFC, and I love extra specially that we're going to the NFC South because, let's be serious, there is a mm. very important team to talk about in the NFC South yes. uh, you know that, that may have brought some rings home last year. So I'm really excited to get into this. You know, it's really like... We say this every episode when we do it with so many other things just going on in real life. You sometimes just forget about some of the things that have happened in the offseason during football. Yes. And while we covered a lot of it throughout the summer, it does not all stick in my brain as fresh new information all the time. That's just how my brain is. So going back through it and really looking at like, oh, wait, what did happen with all these teams is a great refresher for me. Hopefully it's a great refresher for everyone listening because... I mean, let's face it, we're at July 8th, which means fantasy football drafts are like probably about a month or so away. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. these are really good refreshers for me to be like, oh, I used to, I love this player. Oh, wait, but that player's not here anymore or this and that. So these are great refreshers for Kate and I. Hopefully you all find them interesting as well. And we encourage you to go back and listen to all of the afc breakdowns if you haven't Mm -hmm. yet and in the future we will go even deeper and do player breakdowns but it's really just how many different ways can we bring this information to y'all to make sure you draft the best fantasy team possible
0: yeah that's right well that kind of leads into before we get into the actual topic of this episode which is the nfc south drum roll please (laughs) lest we forget just one thing with kate Okay, so let me get into never, my just one never thing. to be
1: forgotten. Never just to be one forgotten.
0: thing. Yes, yes, ma'am. I have one thing to talk about this week. So this week, my just one thing that I that I thought was very appropriate was obviously we are coming off of a long holiday weekend, Fact. and I recorded with you, Michelle. Uh, I was at one of my best friend's house last week, it, and it was a lake house. It was really really nice, Love but. It it was uh it was about 2 hours south of pittsburgh and so which felt really nice right like i i i guess we had done the we had done the AFC. Obviously, we had done the AFC oh, the last four weeks. Were you in Steeler territory?
1: Did you feel uh, nervous that someone might notice your famous face on the streets down there? And oh my god! Absolutely. Yeah, that's
0: exactly how <laughs> I was feeling. I was like, everyone's gonna know this is a draft queen. How how will they not? No, but we. I was in like the mean streets of Pittsburgh, and we passed by on my way from this lake house. 2 hours south of Pittsburgh to the airport and we went right downtown the I learned so many things about Pittsburgh and I feel like I kind of I kind of feel a little bit more uh loving towards Steelers fans they get a really bad rap but like My just one thing is like Pittsburgh is actually cool and it felt very appropriate to be leaving Pittsburgh last week just as we're leaving the AFC conversations here on the podcast and moving back into NFC territory over here. Right next to Giant Stadium, essentially, is where I'm recording the podcast. And now it just, it it
1: felt symbolic. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. deep. You know, it's better, deep. You, better you than me, because I'm the one that said, I think that the Steelers in for a really, really rough season, you know. So it's better that you were rolling through <laughs> than me. But I got to say, you know, you're just one things. You've gotten very good in a short amount of time at, at really, you know, you, you tell us some good full circle things. Well,
0: so... I will leave you with this thought. <laughs> the thing that I learned in Pittsburgh that I never knew, like I passed all the parks, I passed Heinz Field, we passed PNC Park, we went right downtown, beautiful, right? Like it's the land of many bridges or however many, hundred bridges, yep. I don't know, yep. or a thousand, I don't know. But what I did learn, and I did not know, did you know that in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, there are three rivers that converge all in the city downtown? Did you know that? I don't think don't- so three different you know it's kind of like it's kind of like the southern tip of Manhattan is what it looks like and okay. then they have
1: three rivers can you guess huh. what they are uh, no i normally i'm really good at your <laughs> trivia but i can't i couldn't even make an educated um, no. guess as to what they might be so it's probably better if you just enlighten us okay all right <laughs> <laughs> I so, literally not, your other trivia I'm really good at but I I legitimately don't have a singular guess which is pretty ridiculous considering I've grown up in New York my whole life you, Pennsylvania's not that far away I probably should have some idea but I have zero idea and I'm okay admitting that
0: well okay so there are two that you would know and there's a third that is just the wonkiest thing that I've ever seen you you would know like Allegheny right nope. Allegheny is like
1: uh, really I don't know. This is all. I'm very glad you're educating me. I I don't know any of this. I
0: only guessed the two and then someone had to educate me on the third. But there's the Allegheny River and the Ohio River. You know, the Ohio River. I have
1: heard of the Ohio River. Good. Yep. Okay. All right. Then
0: my third guess was uh, the river that comes up from like goes top to bottom across the U.S. It like goes from Mississippi River. Yeah, the Mississippi. Thank you. My my third guess was... Thank God we don't uh, do like
1: a geography podcast. No,
0: no. This is a sports podcast. We know regions. (laughs) That's it. Regions. Conferences.
1: (laughs) Team team mascots. The (laughs) important things in life.
0: (laughs) Well, I did not get the Third River. Third River is not the Mississippi, but it is in fact the Monong... Oh my God. Someone from Pittsburgh help. The Monongala... The Man- wow. Manongahela. Mahongahela? <laughs> Just one That's thing with Kate Walsh, That's ladies it. and gentlemen. That's all I got. There's, all right. It feels like a good time to pivot because that was brutal. I'm sorry.
1: We're going to pivot. I'm glad that I learned. I'm also glad this is a sports podcast. Bless the Steelers and their fans and their yes. rivers and their bridges. Bless. And you know what? It's on to the NFC conference breakdown, Kate. I'm yes. ready to rock. And as we normally do, we cannot look forward without looking backward. That is, uh, maybe that's my mantra. You cannot look forward without oh looking backward. Oh my
0: gosh. Wow. That, is, that was deep. Why are we so deep
1: today? I don't what know. What is that going just, on with us? That just came right through me, oh, but we do. I we have different. To, we have to look back before we look forward. And so, looking at the 2020 breakdown for this conference is, is is a really interesting one and boy do i think that a lot of things are going to be different this year. So, quick recap. NFC South 2020. The beloved New Orleans Saints finished at the top of this conference at 12 and 4. The Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks, believe it or not, finished in second in this conference, not first just because mm-hmm. they weren't first doesn't mean they couldn't win the Super Bowl clearly. They finished mm-hmm. 11 and 5. The Carolina Panthers flip-flopped that in third place at 5 and 11 and the Atlanta Falcons, oh my, 4 and 12. That is an abysmal season and I think it's only going to get worse, but we will get into that. So, that's a quick look. Again, this this conference on paper I think used to be way more interesting and competitive. I think last year, you know, the Bucks proved a lot, um, and mm-hmm. came to the table like in a in a big way. Obviously, taking home you know the the Super Bowl, uh, th- this this conference to me reads completely different this year. Like one thousand yeah. percent different. I I don't see it being nearly as exciting. I think it's going to be a runaway. And all of that said, we should go into each of the teams so that I can tell you why I think this is not going to be. I think it's going to be exciting for a singular team, but I wouldn't say that there's going to be a lot of interconference uh battling this year in this space. Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, we've we've talked about how exciting. I would say like 3 out of 4 conferences in the AFC we found to be fairly competitive. The NFC South I'm pretty snoozy about. I'm yeah. so not excited for the NFC South. Like it feels extremely lopsided.
1: So, okay, we'll start with a little bit of, you know, sad face news. Like, let's look at yeah. the New Orleans Saints, right? You know, yeah. you're talking about a team that has an amazing legacy. Drew Brees, lots of winning, all the all these amazing things, all these great accolades. They finished at twelve and four last year, but they couldn't bring home the Super Bowl in Drew's last season, which is so sad, and now he's gone. Like that legacy is now over. Yeah. Now you're gonna talk about the Saints in a post-Drew Brees world, which is Probably very frightening for Saints fans, um, but I know Saints fans are still going to bring it and cheer for their team. Bring it's just it. going to be a very strange new regime. And, you know, bye-bye to Drew. Sad face, as we're saying. You know, and now you're looking at at Jameis Winston. You know, like, and I don't have anything bad to say about Jameis Winston, but there's no one that's going to be Drew Brees part two. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to happen.
0: I mean, Jameis Winston, yes, but... Uh, if you're looking at the depth chart, Taysom Hill too. I mean, if you if you don't know who your starting quarterback is, that to me is a big old red flag. If yeah. we don't know if Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston is their QB one versus two, I or first string versus second, like I I just don't. I have a I have a bad feeling about it. I got to yeah. tell you. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, they can get creative, like they kind of did with Drew. Like, right? Like they 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 brought Taysom in for very very specific plays, and and a lot of times they they worked. And he's like an, an incredibly versatile yeah, player. Sure. But again, like sure. you can be creative and versatile when you also have consistency with Drew Brees. I just think it's a little less, you know, it's a little more scary and a, and a little less wonky or a little more wonky to 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 pull plays and do things like that when you don't have like your staple. You know, guy. So I, I think it's going to be, you know, tough for them to to figure out how to settle in. You know, they they've lost some some folks. You know, fe- uh, s- such as yeah, Quan Alexander they from they, yeah. they they lost Quan Alexander from the linebacker position. They they terminated a contract with Emmanuel Sanders. Right, um, we, all, right. we all know how much I love Emmanuel. I mean, yes, we do. You know, so look, I just think it's going to be a little bit rocky in this in this post. Drew Brees world like it's that that was their staple for years you know no I mean I just don't
0: I don't see it Michelle I don't it's when you have weapons like Michael Thomas Traquan Smith and Alvin Kamara that's very nice that they are still you know they're they're still the top players for sure on the Saints really great to have those folks in your lineup that being said there is just I mean, my hot take is similar to yours with the Steelers. I just think that, the for me, the Saints are going to be horrible this year. I think they're going to be really, really bad.
1: The only thing I could see is that, like, you know, Jameis Winston just comes in like a bat out of hell, knowing that he's got Kamara in the backfield, who is I a hope. beast, right? Like, he you, it's nice to know that even though Drew Brees has been at the helm all these years and J-Mo's kind of stepping in a little bit, you know, new... In, in this in this role here, it's nice to know that you do have some of those you know um, assets uh, that other teams mm-hmm. don't have, and you know you know that you've got a guy that's solid behind you that can run the shit out of the ball. That takes a little pressure off you. Having you know folks like Michael Thomas or Trey Smith that have good hands helps you a little bit, you know, and. Look, if I'm J-Mo also, I'm looking at what the Bucks did last year and what the Bucks are doing and and, and him being a buck and I think he's probably going to be want to he's going to want to like, you know, flex a little and and you know, may, maybe that fires him up with the with the added addedness of like these other guys that have a lot, you know, of of experience and are are really strong weapons for the team, maybe that fires them up, and you know he steps in and gets it going. That is possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I think James has enough enough experience to utilize some of these guys to his advantage. Um, and then if if he can step into that role and be at least semi consistent, you still do have the taste. You know, you still have that option.
0: Man, I I really, really hope so, because it would be very exciting for me, at least, to see a post-Drew world that isn't absolutely falling apart because you don't have your staple quarterback. I really, I hope that for them. But my own take, I think it's going to be a horrible year. I think it's going to be really, really bad. I'm sorry. Who dat? But (laughs) I feel very bad.
1: All right. Well, speaking of of bad, the Carolina Panthers were pretty bad last year at 5-11. At and 11. I don't really... Con- I basically consider anything under 500 bad. Maybe people even think a 500 season is bad. In my opinion, if you're 500, you're not bad. You're not good. You're just basically in the middle. I think anything un- for, under 500 is just pretty bad.
0: Well, listen. Okay. This is like deja vu of talking about the Saints. How are they supposed to be good when they traded Dr- Teddy Bridgewater away and acquired... Sam Darnold, seeing ghost little boy. How I, are they going to be good? Please tell me.
1: I, I really don't know the answer to that. I mean, I think, you know, Teddy B, we talked about a lot last season. I think he had a great season. He really up-leveled guys like Robbie Anderson and, and, he and, did. and like DJ Moore. And I think you saw a, a lot of really strong connection there. So I think the loss of Teddy Bridgewater is definitely not great for the Panthers, and I certainly don't think Sam Darnold is on the same playing level as Teddy Bridgewater, like, at oh. all. I don't care that he was on the Jets. You could say whatever you want about the Jets sucking and the this and the that. I just see no value in him. So the fact that, that like, you know, they traded Teddy for a, a, a draft pick, so they clearly are they're trying to, you know, get some young talent in there. So I, I can sort of understand that. And, I mean, who else were they going to trade away that they would have gotten a six-round draft pick, right? You're not trading McCaffrey, you know, and none of the other guys that yeah. they have are going to draw enough, you know, want or value. So I, I sort of see why maybe you're willing to let let go of of Bridgewater and and you know start investing and and get some new talent in there. But acquiring Sam Darnold just does nothing for me. I, I just, nothing. <laughs>
0: I think they're going to be bad too. I mean, this is this is why I started the podcast. I probably sound like such a broken record, but I started the podcast saying I'm not excited
1: to talk about the NFC South. I know, I'm just not. I not Like, I mean, I mean, here's the thing: the 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 bright and shining star for the Carolina yes. Panthers is a is is Christian McCaffrey. But you know what? Right. In an unfortunate series of events, Christian McCaffrey gets injured, and, like, was out last year. It's a Saquon situation. Like, you know, it's and, you, and you have all your eggs shit. in this, yeah, you have all your eggs in this basket, and then, you know, it goes to shit, and it's all over. So, I mean, look, you know, I just was kind of scrolling through um, Instagram earlier today, and, you know, the guy is back on his A game. I think he he obviously wants to stay healthy, but that, he is an absolute key to this conversation this year. I do not think the Panthers are going to be good. I do not think Sam Gar- Darnold is good. Obviously Christian McCaffrey is a stud, but I mean, there's only so much one man can do and, you know, even if he st- stays healthy and has a career season, he-, he can't carry the entire team on his shoulders for the for the whole season. So, you hope that you see I think from a fantasy perspective, I, I'm still super bullish on Christian McCaffrey like I was last year. Maybe even more so now because they're going to have to rely on on him. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't... I, I, Sam Darnold. I mean, yeah.
0: I'm bummed about this team. There's nothing <laughs> they can do with Christian McCaffrey, maybe even Robbie Anderson or GZ Moore. I, I do... I totally agree with you, though. Uh, in Christian McCaffrey even... Potentially being more of a stud this year just because it's the one viable option that they have.
1: And he's I mean, back, like, you know, and he missed all of that. I mean, he's back. Like, you, you got to believe that this guy's back. been, you know, getting himself back into tip top shape. He, there's no way he wants to miss another season. So, uh, you know, hopefully he stays really, you know, healthy. And he's, you know, he feel he probably. Not that he has a lot to prove because he's very good already, but I'm sure there's a part of you that feels this way after you miss an entire season. Like I gotta get back out here and make up for some lost time.
0: hmm Absolutely. And as he should. As he should. I think he'll have a great season. I think the team, to your point, another another bummer. Um we're not gonna well, we shouldn't keep going with the bummers, though. No, like, let's we go could ahead and talk some about good news and yeah, something
1: exciting. We-
0: <laughs> we could have we could talk about the Falcons. We could, but then we yeah. We,
1: it's too much of a downward them. spiral. Yeah. We need <laughs> we need the up. We need the up here. So that brings right, us to that brings us to the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Bucks, who literally have probably been the most consistent in their offseason. You know, we've talked a lot about trades, drops, free agents, blah, blah, blah. We've seen all this stuff. Every headline that I have seen for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the offseason is resign, 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 resign. Mm-hmm. Like what what worked last year, they want to make it work again and they've clearly made an effort to invest in all of these guys that we saw have a lot of success and bring home, you know, the ring last year. We talked about it, I don't know, probably a month or so ago at this point, but you know, right. they they're they're really invested in Chris Godwin. They're making this guy a franchise player. You still have Mike Evans. You still have Gronk. You still have Cameron Brait. You obviously still have Tommy. You know, you've got Leonard Fournette. They added Giovanni Bernard. Do I think Giovanni Bernard's the best running back in the league? No, but so what? Look what he's joining.
0: (laughs) He's joining. They
1: they literally made it their offseason, you know, goal to re-sign all of the guys that helped bring the ring. And I really like... I respect that, you know? Like, how many times do people, like, kind of come in, win a ring, and they're like, good job, everybody. Like, go ahead, do – like, we're not going to – but they're, like, really invested in this particular team. And, I mean, I think this team only gets better. Like, I think they've bonded. I think they got off to a bit of a rocky start, and so they probably could have even had a better, like, regular season last year, even though they won the Super Bowl. But I'm saying I think they could have even had a better regular season – Record last year, and I just—I mean, fuck! I don't know. They could be undefeated this year.
0: There are very few times <laughs> that you can look at a lineup and a depth chart and and be not just know all of the names of every offensive player who are in the first and second strings, but know that these people are all good. There's no holes. Fucking. Scary. There There's are no holes. no holes. It's not even that. Like this is this is probably the actual depth definition of a depth chart. I would say is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year because yeah. it is this like their entire roster goes so deep. Like we haven't even mentioned Leonard Fournette. We haven't mentioned OJ Howard as a like second string tight end behind Cameron Braden, Rob Gronkowski. We have not mentioned Scotty Miller. Like, this oh, is... Oh, and you know what else? This we didn't even freaky. talk about defense because out.
1: we usually don't talk about defense that much on here. But, no. like, you've got JPP. You've got, you know, um, uh, you've got uh, Devin White. I mean, like, You this, got Sue. You got everybody. I just... This everybody's just, here. Everybody's just, here. Yeah, everybody's here. It just feels, like, unstoppable. Obviously, Arians loves this team. He's keeping them together. He's letting Tom do what Tom does best. And like I said, I think, you know... I would. I actually would love to go back and listen to what we said about this last year. But I think we we said it might take Tom a minute to settle into this, and it did. And they found it, and they won it. And now imagine all these guys getting back together after what a successful season and and, and winning the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, these guys are like family at this point. Like, they, I just don't see how they they they're going to just be even better this year.
0: Yeah, I, hands I think down. you're right. I, I hate to admit it, but what. What are you going to say about this well, lineup other than it's it's amazing?
1: Well, and here's the other thing before we talk about the Falcons. You clearly heard us be low on the Saints. You've clearly heard us be pretty low on the Panthers. Spoiler alert, I'm not very high on the Falcons. So there's three teams <laughs> just within their own conference that they pretty much don't even need to worry about beating. Like, so... It's
0: a really good <laughs> point. It's a really good point, Michelle. And it's something that we should just call... Like, take a beat on because... Another element of any like another element of football is your strength of schedule. We've gone over it before, and if you ha- if you missed that episode for whatever reason, anyone listening, I highly recommend it. Going going back to that episode and hearing about each team's strength of schedule because the Bucks have a another really easy year, and they had an easy year last year, and it certainly doesn't help that their entire team is fucking stacked
1: like they play i'm laughing because they play all these teams in their conference twice so in theory that should be six wins alone just in their conference ridiculous (laughs) it's It's ridiculous anyway anyway, i bold bold statement of this of this segment of this season of this whatever nfc south they're gonna go undefeated undefeated super bowl Hmm. champions so spoiler I could, I alert again, I'm putting them I, at the top of this conference.
0: OK, I mean, I think that is a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> let's move on, because this this one is just, it's boring. The only thing that would spice it up for me is if Julian Edelman came to the box, but came out of retirement, air quotes. But let's <laughs> let's leave the box because we've done some gloating, and uh, move on to the fourth and final, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Sorry to bring this down, this down, this podcast <laughs> on a down? down note again, but um, <laughs> s- like you said, spoiler alert: the Falcons are so boring. Starting with uh, Julio Jones getting signed by the Titans and released by the Falcons. Who else is left on this team? Please I mean, tell th- me.
1: That is just a devastating loss for them. And and we talked about it when we talked about the Titans. Obviously, they're super excited to have him. He's super excited to be there. He was very, very outspoken about not wanting to stay on the Falcons. So if, he, if he's, you know, trying to get out, like... Uh, that's your that's your diamond in the rough, you know what I mean? Like, Matt Ryan's getting old. Him and Julio had the connection. Now he doesn't have Julio. They obviously have a few other folks there that, that Matt can throw it to, but I don't feel confident in in him anymore. Not either, enough to really. say this team's going to be competitive, and especially not after looking at how they finished last year. It's not like they were impressive.
0: I still find it interesting that they drafted Kyle Pitts. Four, like, they drafted four and tight 12? end.
1: Yeah, four and 12? I, I,
0: I don't know what, I don't know, I gotta have a word with Arthur Smith here, because between (laughs) the head coach and whoever's, like, making the final call on this, I don't like it. I mean, why did they draft Kyle Pitts with, like, the second over? was it the first overall, second overall? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was pretty high up there. I mean, I think he was, I think he was, like, maybe fourth, he was somewhere in that early first round, but. Again, I, I mean, you hope that he has a decent, you know, rookie season and, and helps the fact that Matt doesn't have, you know, a ton of really strong guys to go to. Their backfield's not great yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, they got Mike Davis from Carolina, who had a pretty good season last year. But, like, he's not, like, a number one guy, in in my opinion. You know what I mean? So... Who cares about anyone on this
0: team? They have, they have Calvin Ridley, Corderell Patterson, and... Did I say I said Calvin Ridley? Who else is yeah. on the team?
1: Who else it's is on this team? <laughs> no one. And I look, I think even looking at their roster right now, you can see they have made a lot of off-season moves. There's a lot of different guys on here that are not in Falcons jerseys, but the, you know, from from the trades. Yeah, I yeah. I just totally you, Look, you've lost you've lost a leader and that's going to be really hard to fill those shoes and and bring that, you know, vibe back. So, again, they were 4 and 12 last year you know, with Julio Jones. I get it. He wasn't always healthy. I understand that. And again, but still, that's a huge loss for them. Matt Ryan's getting old. Sorry, Matt. And, you know, I just, I don't see how they're going to be any more competitive this year, you know, than they were last year. So...
0: The only way would be a miracle here. And no crystal ball, but I'm not (laughs) anticipating a miracle for the Falcons. So... So,
1: here's the question. Normally, Kate and I fight about who's going to be in first in, in in a division but I really don't think there's much to fight about here it's going to be the bucks. The real question that I want to ask you is like who's going to be the worst?
0: See that's where I'm getting a little bit tripped up here. <laughs> who's going to be the worst? I mean I I think it's it's going to be the Falcons personally. Um just because Is it the
1: Falcons or the Panthers? You like, like I Sam know. Darnold. I, I, mean, all,
0: <laughs> I mean I I don't What's worse having a great quarterback and a horrible team around you on offense or having and and no defense like the Falcons have no defense so what's worse that or having solid enough defense a mediocre quarterback and then being able to you know think I think, I think toss you're, the rock to people
1: I think you're right I think Falcons did terrible last year I don't think they're gonna do any better I don't think any off scene mo- off season moves made them stronger if only it made them worse and they were already bad I think I agree with <laughs> so you sad. they they go they, they go into fourth place and I think the only reason the Panthers are in third place in my opinion ahead of them is because Christian McCaffrey that's why
0: I agree that's the only reason I would put them ahead too now I like I, I do want to make a little bit of a bold pick here because I, I windowed it earlier in the episode and I need to lean in, even though I don't really think this will be the case. No, actually, no, I'm not going to make a bold prediction. Cause I was going to say that the saints will go third and then the Panthers second. Um, but that's not going to be the case. So I, I, I was,
1: I was leaning there too, but I just don't think that, you know, look, J-Mo has experience. He's not Drew Brees, but he has experience. He has an amazing running back. He has a number one wide receiver. There's some other talent over there that I think it'll be much easier for J-Mo to step in and at least do well versus Sam Darnold isn't good to begin with, in my humble opinion. So that's not going to help them. So I I think the Saints, I think the Bucs and the Saints flip. And I think, you know, and then, you know, the Falcons, (laughs) hopefully the Falcons can win a game.
0: I mean, the reality of it is, it's going to be a race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. It is going to be a NFC race to the South. bottom.
1: The other, yeah. So, Bucks number one, undefeated, which also means they beat all of these teams twice. There you go. That NFC South, ladies would and not gentlemen. Surprise
0: me. I mean, what a yeah, what a what a horrible horrible conference.
1: Go Bucks. What a
0: show, Michelle. What a go show. Go Bucks.
1: Everybody get your Tampa Bay Bucks hats and go cheer for them and and if anyone's not a Bucks fan, which I'm sure there's people that are not, you better hope that other teams can push them and make them lose because nothing's going to help. Nothing's going to help beat them in their own conference. So, that's our that's our Uh, somewhat Debbie Downer look at the NFC South, the cherry on top being the Bucks. I challenge anyone that thinks we're wrong because I just don't think we are here. And that's it. That's the NFC South.
0: Well, if you thought today was a bummer, worry not, because (laughs) next week we will be talking NFC North, which is going to be slightly more exciting. So stick with us, as always, and we'll be covering NFC North next Friday. Um, But before then, to remind everyone, we have a brand new episode dropping every Wednesday now. It's called Drafts on Drafts. Michelle and I get drunk and we talk about some (laughs) topics in sports and culture. So don't forget it. But seriously, we drop those every Wednesday at 8 a.m. So it's our brand new episode. We're bringing two episodes a week. Not one, two, but by popular demand, we have an extra episode every week. So don't miss it. With that said, Michelle... Everyone should do what? Subscribe to our podcast feeds. That's Facts. number one. Yep. Uh, wherever you listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, anywhere. Or two, follow up and or actually and not or and yeah and also we're on social medias. We don't know much. We're two old ladies, but like <laughs> we're pretty okay at Instagram at the Draft Queens. If you want to find us, or on Twitter at the underscore Draft Queens. So. We'll be chirping. We'd love to hear from any Saints, Panthers, and Falcons fans who are offended or any Bucks fans who want (laughs) to continue to gloat with us. Uh, But as always, tune in every Wednesday and Friday for more Draft Queens content. And with that, Michelle, would you like to sign off with any sort of a Buccaneers chant, a little cheer, or any parting
1: wisdom? Oh, gosh. I think I dropped all my wisdom, and I've said more than enough about the Bucks. But I will say... Since this is our first breakdown for the NFC, if you haven't, go back and listen to all things AFC as well. The rest of the NFC is coming your way soon.